Welcome back to She Prop Talk. I'm Beverly, and today's guest is Sarah from Sela Sarah. And hey. hi, thank you so much <laughs> for being here. Um, if you are watching this episode, uh, you can probably look behind her and tell what we're going to be talking about. Um, I'm so crazy excited to talk to you. And um, if you are just listening to this episode, I know I always say this, but you're really going to want to tune in on the video so that you can watch and look at all the show and tell that we're going to be talking about today. I'm really excited. So welcome, hey. Sarah. How are you today? Thanks for being Hi, here. I'm doing great. Thank <laughs> you so much for having me today. <laughs> so, um, so today we are going to be talking about a lot of stuff. So let's get started um, with, with a question that I always ask because I'm always interested in this. Um, how, what is your origin story in cosplay? How did you get started and how long have you been doing this for? Okay, so I actually started cosplaying in 2002 and if we do a little bit of math, that's 18 years ago. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow, so, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it actually started because I was really into Sailor Moon and you know, that's a really well-known anime and back yeah. then it was mostly anime cosplayers. So. I was 13 back then, and I was bored on AOL because that's what we had back then. Oh, and wow. I, I actually discovered um, Anime Expo. Actually, just to before I continue with that, I'm actually from uh, Southern California in the Orange County region, particularly in Lake Forest, Irvine area. Okay. So um, Anime Expo is one of our biggest conventions down here. So I actually discovered Anime Expo through AOL. It's kind of funny. Wow, that is crazy. Oh so my gosh. Actually, <laughs> my first time I went was 2001. I was 12 years old and I was surprised seeing people in costumes and it wasn't wow. even Halloween and yeah. I wanted to do that too. Oh, so that's, of course. Yeah. I came back next year and I actually had my parents find like a local seamstress who would like make a sailor. I wish my favorite color is purple. So I cosplayed a sailor Saturn that year. So Perfect. And awesome. I've been cosplaying a lot since then, and um, I actually stopped in a, for a while because of school, college, and, you know, the usual stuff. Sure, yeah. And um, I actually got more recently back into it after I became a first-time mom in 2013. The following year, I rediscovered my love for Sailor Moon again. Oh, excellent. <laughs> got my old costumes out of the closet that are more than, like, 10 years old now. And yeah. I was just like, let's do it. And then my friend and... Um, I had a friend, her name is Prissy, and she's really into Sailor Moon as well. We met there, and she introduced me to, like, Kamui Cosplay's uh, Warbler books, and that's where I started um, Armor Cosplay, and that's kind of, like, um, I've been really into, like, Blizzard gaming since then. I discovered BlizzCon, and I was yeah. like, oh! <laughs> yeah, it's been yeah. quite a wild ride since 2002. It's changed a lot, so yeah, that's I've, pretty I've... much... <laughs> that is... That is amazing that you started when you were 12 or you went to your first convention when you were 12. I started in 2014. I can't even imagine being like part of the, the, the cosplay scene for that long and, and being part of how it's been shaped <laughs> into it's today's. It's changed a lot. <laughs> yeah. So today we're going to be talking about um, lots of things, but we're going to focus on the builds and the wings that you have done. Um, because you have a lot of experience and you have tutorials and you have all sorts of things, all sorts of resources for people. So I'm really excited to talk to you about that. And then um, you're one of the only people that I know that has experience with both a cricket and a brother. 
And yes. so I have, I have lots of questions for you yes. about, about that. Um, so maybe let's, let's talk about the cricket stuff first. Yeah, um, sure. And then we can launch into, um, that, that'll lead us into your, your builds. Um, so the biggest question that I always get is, um, what are the big differences between a cricket and a, and a brother? What are the major things that you, that you find are different? Yeah, sure. This was actually a question I had for myself too when I was first shopping for a cutting machine. Um, so I'm the type of person who is very brand loyal. My dad owned a brother's sewing machine in the 70s. I tried to learn from that and I stuck with the brand. So I was like, back awesome. then when I bought, when I was in the market for a cutting machine, um, it was 2015. So the maker wasn't, I don't think it was out yet. Mm-hmm. But um, the main thing that I liked about the Brother Machine, again, this is not sponsored or anything. Sure. <laughs> I will actually lift up my cover I made. Okay. So this is my yes. Brother's Stand and Cut right here. Oh. And you made that cover that was so cute. <laughs> yes. So it actually has my logo on it. I oh, did that's, not order for it. So. That's amazing. Okay. Very <laughs> cute. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So okay. um, one thing that really defined this apart that I liked was um, it scans. So I know I think the Cricut Maker, which I didn't actually play with that setting, is to use your phone when you do mm-hmm. placements of fabric. Mm-hmm. So um, this actually connects wirelessly, and it functions as like a scanner and a cutter in um, one. So one thing that's the main defining difference between the two is um, I mainly use this for drawing for um, scrap pieces of fabric. So I know with the Cricut machine, you kind of have to line it up and yeah. kind of just really line it up and tape it where the the lines are at, the ruler lines. Right. But this one, it scans the image and then you can place your vectors right on top of the image that it scans. So uh. this is what I personally like. But the thing is, um, one thing that sets them apart is this has more blade options. So this actually does better, my personal opinion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is a lot better <laughs> with cutting different kinds of materials. It's a wider range. Um, this one only has like the equivalent of like the knife blade or so, like the ones used for vinyls. So um, I still have to cut it by hand. So um, this, I've actually lined the brother with the costume that I primarily used it for, the oh. cutting machine. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, that's interesting. That, that's yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So for Excellent. this one, you can see it's got a lot of details on here, a lot mm-hmm. of gold details. Yeah. I vectored this on um, Inkscape, and it, I found that the workspace for working with SVGs or the scalable vector graphics is much more convenient for what I need out of it for this machine. Yeah. And um, I still cut it out by hand, but it actually drew all the vectors I did. Oh, so, okay. Okay. And were those, was that fabric or um, heat transfer vinyl or uh, this what are those? Full leather, yeah, these are full leather vinyl. Okay. So um, it's kind of like gold marine vinyl things. And um, yeah, you just, it doesn't, this machine over time, like it cut in b- the beginning, like, okay. But then like over time I found it was better with just drawing it. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's great for odd size shapes. And this one cuts up to the 12 by 24 inches. Which I know this one does too. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's it's much better for scrap pieces of fabric, I find, because okay. of the scanning feature. Yeah. So that's what kind of sets them apart. Okay. So I still oh, use this. Yeah. yeah, I bought this five years ago. I bought this last year. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, awesome. Okay. Yeah, the, yeah. I, the, the detail 
in that uh, mercy uh, is just unbelievable. And I was looking on your website, yeah. all of that. So you actually sewed those um, vinyl pieces. Is that fabric or are those foam pieces that you sewed through? Um, this bodice is actually foam. So it's two millimeter high density foam. And I wrapped it with spandex fabric, airbrushed it before putting the trims on. So um, each piece here, um, these are all foam, like this is all two millimeter foam. So um, another fun part too with this machine is that um, I drew it, like here's the fun part. I actually made this over, this this Mercy bodice piece I've made at least three, four times. I don't even remember anymore. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that's nice about these machines is that you, like I vectored all the, the, um, the patterns. So you just either draw it or cut it out. So I'm like, oh, I have to redo it. I'll just plug it in here yeah, and I'll oh. just draw it. <laughs> that is a big benefit for having, having digital digitized yeah. patterns. Yeah. Okay. So I would love to um, sidebar just for a minute and talk about the airbrushing techniques that you used on that costume yes. because I haven't seen anyone do that before and I think that it is absolutely brilliant. Um, so Thank can you. you can, would you mind talking a little bit briefly about that process? Yes. So um, one thing I like to do is I like to airbrush the shadow gradients prior to actually sewing on the trims. So. Um, I know normally I try to do like an old painting technique on armor, but for sewing and fabric. So the thing is, um, normally we're used to masking our trims and everything. But for this one, what I do is I cut out the, the trims first. So they're all just loose little gold pieces. Mm -hmm. And I actually use basting spray. So it's um, quilting basting spray. I can actually pull it out here real quick. Oh, perfect. Yeah, so this is like a sample of basting spray. You can find it either like your local crafting store or oh, okay. um, I like to buy it at Walmart because it's cheaper. Yeah. It's like $10 <laughs> again. Okay. And um, <laughs> what I do is I would spray the back of the trims, put it on. So I'm not actually sewing it on. It'll stick on. But then again, it's very time sensitive. And yeah. I don't use pins because it'll show holes. Sure. So um, what I do is I base spray it so it temporarily holds and you'll get like a little marker um, like I use a water soluble marker, so like you kind of trace it here, okay. so you know where the guides are to airbrush. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then you just do your normal airbrush, and you can kind of like you just remove the trims. Yeah. And so um, you can see where. Yeah, you can see the awesome. outline where it's at. So that's a technique I use, and then um, you can kind of see um, like where your outline was. It may fade a little bit because of the fact that it's water soluble, but that's sure. the whole point. <laughs> Right, right. And, exactly. <laughs> and then once you're um, done airbrushing, um, you just go ahead and you base spray it again. And then you just sew it on. It was experimental, but I like how it came out. So trial and error. <laughs> well, it's definitely beautiful. And that costume, um, you. you made that one, was that 2018? Yes, I started this okay. one in 2018. This was actually... Um, another version of the original uh, Mercy, the Zuche Mercy Lunar New Year skin. Okay. And um, I think, did I bring it here? Oh, okay. I brought parts of it. Like, I know you wanted to ask about the wings, so I did bring parts of it in here. Yeah, perfect, perfect, perfect. perfect. Um, so in getting back to the cricket and the brother, you've told me about what you do with your brother, with um, how you have been incorporating the brother into your projects. Can you tell me what you have done with the Cricut and what kind of materials you um, have used and the methods that you've um, incorporated? 
Yes, so for the Cricut machine, I used it, of course, exclusively for cutting because that's what it's designed for. <laughs> yes. I mean, it also draws too, but um, I use it primarily for cutting because of the switching between blades. So um, this, this Cricut Maker corresponds with this costume because I actually bought this to make this costume mostly. Okay. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to go full on like crazy with the details of this one. So I use a lot of heat transfer vinyl for the parts of the collar. I did all the vectoring. I actually drew it by hand first, vectored it myself. And oh, wow. then um, I did a lot of heat transfer vinyl for this part. Gosh, that's so beautiful. And there's actually um, spandex with heat. Um, what is it? Heat and bonded spandex. Okay. Oh, that was okay. great with that. And um, for the, the bodice piece, I actually used this machine to cut my fabric. So okay. um, another one I wanted to show as well is I cut the bracer trims. These are my bracelet trims for this costume with um, the Cricut. So it's all folded under oh, vinyl. It does yeah, a really beautiful. good job with cutting, even down to the smallest little details right oh, there. Yeah, like look how bottom. small those are. That is yeah, it does a pretty good job with that. That is beautiful. Um, and then I'm curious, so um, when you cut the um, heat transfer vinyl or even the uh, like the marine vinyl, what what mat do you use to and do you use the rotary cutter for for all of that? Can you tell me about your techniques? Um, I believe I used the. It's been a while, but I I yeah. think I used <laughs> the um the rotary blade with the pink mat. Okay. Um. Yeah. So the the um I used that with the uh, heat and bond and spandex because I know that is very. I tried it with this machine. It didn't do so well. Okay. <laughs> it got stuck to the mat. Oh no. <laughs> um, yeah. It actually got. It was better with this machine. Um. Yeah. I used the purple mat for uh, high density foam, which thank okay. you for your reference for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and <Absolutely. laughs> um, I use that also for marine vinyl since it kind of okay. you use it upside down, so it cuts okay. better upside down. It doesn't like come off the mat. That that's very cool. Yeah, it's, like I said, I haven't met anyone that has this much experience with both of those machines. So um, I think this has just been so awesome that you've had this ready and prepared to talk about. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> uh -huh. So maybe we can start talking about wings and stuff so on your website i've noticed that you have lots of different styles of wings and wing harnesses or at least a couple that i saw that you have patterns for so i guess my first question is how many different kinds of wings have you have you made <laughs> i mean i see the wings for the mercy wings right behind you can you tell tell me a little bit about how you got started with making wings and yeah we'll start there yeah, so for one, um, I really, I really love Mercy from Overwatch, and um, you guys probably know me as the person who had all those Mercy patterns up on Etsy before, but now I have them on my website, okay. and I just love characters with wings. So so far, I only really specialize in like like wings that can fold backwards or like okay. wings that just stay like straight. Stationary. I don't okay. do like animatronics yet. That's definitely not in my realm at this time. But um, yeah, so I can just start off with, um, yeah, I've made a couple Mercy wings just to play around. It was something fun to do. And this, I've actually made these um, Zuchin Mercy wings. These were the first ones I made for my uh, Zuchin Mercy cosplay. Um, it's just two millimeter. Actually, no, it's not two millimeter foam. It's, I already, it's, I don't remember anymore, but that's how thick it is. There's actually, you know how back in the day we would sandwich 
uh, foam in like we would sandwich um, foam with Wurbla. Now yeah. nowadays it's the other way around. The Wurbla right. is actually inside. Yeah. Okay. So the Wurbla is on the inside of of those. Yeah. Okay. So the there's Wurbla actually inside here. I recycled Wurbla back into sheets. Scrap oh. Wurbla. Perfect. Yeah, so if you awesome. see in between here, there's actually a little slit. I don't know if you can see it in the Oh, yeah, bit. yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah, so I actually, um, so what I did was I vectored the pattern and then printed out to scale. And um, I would have a local laser cutter um, cut plexiglass so I can put wing extensions. So um, I can actually show you an example of one. So let's see, this oh, wow. one is what the wing extension looks like. I just vectored it and they cut it because I don't have a laser cutter. Um, so this one, I actually put magnets in here. Oh, wow. And there's actually magnets in here too. It's just, I put them inside. So, cause you know, when you're at conventions, if you just put your um, wing extension on the back, you know, it gets crowded. People might bump into you. And sure. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, so oh, yeah. That's amazing. I that's so smart. Yeah, so, um, in there. so listeners, if you're not if you're not watching this, she has made basically like modular wings that can come apart and be put back together again at a convention. Seemingly super easy. I'm, I mean, I'm guessing with the help of maybe a handler <laughs> that can. Help, oh, yeah, that can help Definitely. install those things for you. But what a brilliant thing to do for the for the acrylic pieces to um, to install magnets in there. Um, that's amazing. So are those, um, are they heavy, those wings? Uh, yeah, so actually it's a lot, it's a little heavier than the ones I have here because this is just um, for foam. There's, this is just foam only. There's absolutely no warbler inside. I actually made these a little um, smaller, not a smaller, but I made these lightweight because I made these with the intention of traveling abroad with them. So I packed yeah. these in a suitcase. Yeah. Um, yeah. This one I didn't bring because I wanted to, um, you know, it's sharp and who knows what TSA is going to do with these. Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So these are only for pictures and photo shoots because they okay. can kind of be a little sharp at the end. So Yeah, no kidding. Oh, my gosh. But how yeah. cool. How cool is that? That um, I mean, I think that incorporating things like acrylic and getting things laser cut and all that is yeah. just, it's just such a fun. So did you find a was there a local laser cutter? shop that you called up and and gave them the plans and then they cut everything for you yeah so um i actually went around and google yelp and whatnot trying to find a local laser cutter and um i actually found um, um this one lady who lives down the street and her company's name is a small business she runs it literally out of her garage it's called oc laser mark she literally lives down the street and i thought it was cool because she's a lady that literally owns these big giant laser cutters it's so cool that so is awesome. i would send, i would send her ai files so illustrator files of my patterns to her and it's already set to scale so i just say hey just print just not print <laughs> just go ahead and cut it out <laughs> and everything's perfect like she's cut my wing harnesses and she's cut my uh wing extensions so these wing extensions yeah. so i pretty much go to her for all my laser cutting needs so oh, for laser amazing. Yeah, for anyone who lives like around and stuff, I would definitely probably recommend um, finding someone local since I know the, the price range can really vary depending on where you get them cut. Yeah, oh, that's amazing. Wow, well, you mentioned the wing harness and so I yes. wanted to pick your brain about that and um, talk to you about that because I, I've, oh my, wow. 
I was expecting this yeah. big giant thing, but no, it's a clear acrylic and they look pretty light and pretty simple design. Yeah, so um, I was finding um, I was finding other ways of how um, people made their wings harnesses, and I saw that a really good modular one to use was something like this. So uh -huh. I do have the file available on my site. It's a PDF mm -hmm. or an AI file if you want to have it laser cut. Mm -hmm. So um, the difference between this, oh, I didn't bring the other one, but um, this is um, how it looks like when it's flat. Mm -hmm. It's just acrylic. Okay. Uh, these right here are for um, the couplings that will hold the PVC pipes. Okay. These slits right here are for putting like elastic so you can make it like a backpack. Okay. So this is um, what it looks like. Um, oh. This is this is what I use for these wings. Okay. And um, I use elastic to kind of put it as a backpack here. And you can see it's curved because um, it needs to conform to your body or your back mm -hmm. a little bit. So it's got so it's not going to break. You know. Yeah. Not as likely to break oh for sure and yeah yeah you would use a heat gun and this takes a long time to heat up so if you want to heat something like this i would recommend doing it on like a fiberglass body um one of these dress forms but like a fiberglass ones like one of those mannequins you find at like the mall or something okay yeah yeah our local okay. macy's was out of sale or going out of sale so i just bought whatever they had and then just use it to heat it. Don't oh, use perfect. your body. It gets really hot. Just oh, yeah. It. Yeah. Be be careful. So um, how thick is that acrylic that you uh, that you use? I think it's uh, I think it's three eighths of an inch. OK, I think I okay. think I don't remember exactly, but um, it's the same thickness as the this wing extension. OK, uh, just okay. about I'm just looking at it. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. And again, you have you have patterns for these on your website that. Yeah you can download. So everybody, please go to her website and, <laughs> and check this stuff out. Um, Thank you. How long did the Mercy costume take you to create? I want to say um, for this one, it took about four months. Okay. So that's assuming every single day, I pretty much worked hours and hours and hours on it. Yeah. <laughs> because, um, yeah, so I kind of paced myself. Um, I It's just kind of weird, but I used to wake up really early in the morning before work because I work full time. And that was like the only time I could work on these uninterrupted since I do yeah. have a kid. Yeah, and, oh, sure. Like, you know, we got to run the family stuff. So oh, yeah. um, that was my only time <laughs> to do it. So yeah, these took about four months. I think three, this took three, I think those took four months. So just around that time. This is amazing. So your mom, you do, you are full time. You make these incredible costumes that like in both of these costumes were um, in the finalists, um, the top 25 finalists at the BlizzCon hey. when what, Thank 2018 you. and 2019? Um, yeah, my first yeah. version of this was, this yeah. is like a okay. second version. Oh, okay. so. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is incredible. Um, wow. What is, what is next for you? What's, what's the next step or next costume? Um, so I was currently working on, um, Zach Fisher's Alar. So I actually do have, um, his concept art. So Alar from World of Warcraft. Oh, okay. beautiful. Yeah. Yes. This is like my binder. I usually keep all my patterns and whatnot in here. Oh, just okay. in case I need to redo stuff. Yeah. Um, that would be the next thing. I know I've been kind of slow headed since of whatever is going on right now. Yeah. And just globally, all the stuff's canceled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I was kind of making it more towards um, the style of how I did this. So um, as 
as you probably saw in that concept art, it's mostly armor. So I'm still doing the whole hybrid uh, foam and sewing with it, with the same techniques as this one. Um, mm -hmm. I actually do have, um, this is the wig yes. and the piece. Oh, so that's God, that is so like. beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Wow. I'm really happy with how it came out. I actually didn't make this wig. I actually commissioned um, this uh, drag queen named by uh, Serena Chacha to do the wigs because I'm not very strong at wigs. And they did a great job with the oh, gradients. It goes so well with it. Gorgeous. I love it. <laughs> okay, we got to talk about this uh, this headdress, the, the crown, because it is so gorgeous. I can't even... Thank you. It's so beautiful. Um, so can you... Can we talk? Can you tell me a little bit about the what it's made out of, and just tell me about it? <laughs> yeah. So, um, just going by um, Zach's design, um, it's I vectored this on um, Inkscape, so mm -hmm. I kind of just you know looked at his concept art and kind of drew it on flat design, and then I three D modeled it in uh, Fusion three sixty. So kind of retraced what I did. You know, use the extruder. Uh, make it thick and whatnot. I'm really basic with 3D modeling, so I 3D printed it with PLA, wow. and I uh, made it flat, and then I heat formed it over a dress form, like a head dress form okay. with a heat gun. So you can yeah. kind of see it's curved because obviously oh, it doesn't yeah. print. It doesn't print well if it's just curved right off the bat. So I just uh, heat formed it, and um, that's kind of how I did this one. And this is actually Pet G, so okay. Pet G is usually. Um, I use it for translucent gems and whatnot. So again, with the same airbrushing technique I used for this one. Yeah. And this is actually removable. So. Oh my gosh! Look at yeah. that magnet. Oh wow, that was really yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. I haven't finished doing the attachments for this, but um, it should just like stick with magnets and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's incredible. Is the gem? Does the gem light up or anything? Or is that? Is it um, um, a static gem? I was planning on having it light up with the size. I wanted to make this costume really flashy. So the LEDs, I actually started making wings for this, and the, I, I put some LEDs in there. So Arduino and LED programming is still something really, like, like I'm still really basic at it. So yeah. I haven't really finished that part yet. But, yeah, I wanted yeah. this to light up. So there's actually a little cave or a cavity inside underneath to put, like, lights inside. Uh, wow. I am, like, kind of blown away um, um so is this a hobby or a profession for you I mean well actually you, you already answered that question for me um I guess I'm just like blown away because you're you're just so everything is so clean and so beautiful and you're like yeah oh yeah I just you know scaled this and I vectored it and then I <laughs> pulled it into 3d like fusion 360 and then I 3d printed it it's just um it sounds like you're 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 unafraid to tackle things that are new and challenging. Am I right? Yeah. 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 So, you know how we are with cosplayers when we want something, we'll really do and try our best and get at it. So um, for me, like the new part in cosplay is figuring out how to do some LED programming. Yeah. So um, yeah, you know, just dealing with like, even for sewing, simply sewing, I literally went to Costco, bought a sewing machine. I said, I'm going to learn you. I'm wow. going to learn you. I don't know how to sew, but I'll just figure it out. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> we just got to, we just got to throw ourselves in there. Like I'm still, right. you know, banging my head against Fusion 360, just trying to get things to work the way I want it to. Oh, yeah. And a lot of trial and error. But, you know, as we see on social media, we don't see that, like behind the right. scenes. 
But, you know, a lot of time is really spent into learning those things. It's not like we learned it overnight. So right. definitely a lot of time. Right. Um, and going back to the Fusion 360, how what kind what resources are you using to teach yourself how to use that that program? Because I know this um, is a question that a lot of people are asking. I've seen. For Fusion 360, I know um, there have been a couple cosplayers who have done videos on them. So that was really helpful. So um I definitely do want to credit, like, for example, Benny from Kamui Cosplay mm -hmm. um, did a video on Fusion 360, and I was following it to the T because I didn't know how to do any of it. Awesome. And I can say it's when you draw your lines, it's very different of a feel compared to, like, say, Inkscape. Like, mm -hmm. Inkscape, I when I did tutorials on live streams before, I would say you put, you put two nodes and then you start massaging the curves until you yeah. like it. Yeah. <laughs> You can't really do that in Fusion 360, at least the way I've done it. It's just like you literally have to point it here. You can't really massage the curves as well. Okay. Oh, so, okay. yeah, it's a lot of YouTube, a lot of, um, like, sometimes for me the most difficult part is figuring out what tool does what. Even I'm still learning that today. So And then I have to go Google it. And then one thing that frustrates me the most in Fusion 360 is when it errors out and errors out. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I dabbled just a little bit and I can't even remember why I was trying to learn a couple of things. But yeah, the interface was just was really intimidating and I'm just always in a hurry. So I think I just Same. need to slow down and yeah, it's like I just want to learn how to do the thing that I want to do. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't want to spend three weeks learning the whole program. Eh, wah. <laughs> yeah, this, these pieces right here, these accessories on this belt was actually 3D modeled as well. Oh, um, wow. So I actually vectored over, um, I want to give a credit and shout out to Seattle Cosplay, who actually did the Red Wizard Cosplay. And she worked with a colleague named um, Raw Bop. So um, I want to credit them for this design because I actually um, just referenced their tutorial. And I also 3D modeled this because I wanted it to be similar. Um, this took me at least 10, I want to say 10 hours to even get right on Fusion 360. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. That, that sounds like a, like a small amount of time compared to what I have spent on, like, even the tiniest little things. So I'm going to have to go check out Benny's uh, tutorial and... Um... Yeah, find some some of those resources. Holy cow! Yeah, Seattle yeah. cosplay is amazing. She's her her work is just absolutely beautiful and and gorgeous and super clean and Most definitely yeah yeah. Um, holy cow! I'm I'm just so impressed by everything that we have talked about. I feel like we're going through everything really quickly. Um, how have have you been motivated recently to to be working on stuff, or are you? Are you taking this time to do other things or what are, what are you doing with your time these days? Yeah, so lately what I've been into is, um, you know, all our conventions got canceled for pretty much the rest of the year. I was actually scheduled to return back to Germany for their one of their biggest conventions. It's called Dokumi. It was supposed to take place in Dusseldorf. So it, it takes place around May to June. So uh, I had to cancel my trip, sadly. So I just put my costumes to the side. I was actually... Speaking of wings, I wanted to make another set of wings. Oh my gosh, you're addicted to wings. Right here. <laughs> I love wings. So I've never really played Ion, but I actually made this pattern. Oh my god, that is, that is insane. 
that I wanted to make for part of that trip. So this is the blueprint I made. I printed on white format, so it's actually two sides, and all the parts are here. So um, yeah, I kind of put my stuff off to the wow. side. And, yeah. <laughs> That's impressive. I put my stuff off to the side, and lately I've been really into collecting Japanese fabrics, like quilting Ooh. fabrics. And uh, I saw there was a really high demand for masks yeah. because, um, you know, it's becoming or it was becoming a requirement for us to be wearing, um, you know, just some sort of protective covering in order to like get around and do your mm -hmm. normal stuff. It's definitely a different time of phenomenon. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I really got into collecting Japanese quilting fabric and I don't know, I got addicted to it. And I've been yeah. like making masks since then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw yeah, I saw you have a you have a tutorial on your website for for masks as well. Let's see if I can go find this. Yeah, it's a it's yeah. just a basic pleated design I modified from an existing tutorial which I credited in the YouTube video. Um, I did it so you could do two different types of fabrics, one hundred percent cotton fabric. So um, yeah, since the whole lockdown for us at least started in March, I've been sewing or sewing masks since then. I donated. I want to say over 400 to family oh, wow. and friends. That's amazing. It was a lot. Like, I actually oh, just, wow. <laughs> just like over, um, yeah, for me, you know, it's, it's, I want to keep my creativity flowing, mm -hmm. even if, you know, cosplay season's kind of on a halt right now. Yeah. You know, we can't really do photo shoots even because we yeah. can't, like, gather. Right. Um, yeah, and um, yeah, even just like everything was canceled. But I'm like, you know what? Let's just take this time to kind of focus on something else so we can stay motivated. Yeah. What I used to do back then before major convention season, like usually it happens around winter, like December, January, I would find other small little projects just to keep my sewing skills fresh yeah. or like to keep my, heart, my hands warm with sewing, right. for example. Yeah. So I would do things like make t-shirt quilts or just little dresses for my kid. And yeah. um, now it's just masks. So yeah. it's yeah. Just, like, easy. <laughs> That's yeah. insane. Well, I, I, I have to thank you for, for using your skills to help your community. I think that is amazing. Thank you. Um, well, holy cow. We talked about so much. We talked about the cricket and the brother, and then we talked about your two costumes and wings and heat transfer vinyl and airbrushing techniques and um, 3D printing and 3D uh, 360. What is it? Fusion 360. Fusion 360. <laughs> <laughs> All good. My, my brain is like with everything that you, you do. Um, but what? Uh, where can people find your work if they would like to follow along i know i've been plugging your website a bunch but where can we find you um yeah so i'm on mainly instagram like on sailor sarah so um one thing i'm really known for is red and gold yeah. color schemes i love I was gonna say <laughs> i was gonna say there is kind of a color color theme here <laughs> yeah i, I started that in 2017 and i just kind of love it I've, yeah. ever since it's like like I, I just know i don't know i love it <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's a uh, sailor sarah on instagram um it's the same thing sailorsarah.com um on youtube it's a little different it's la sarah band i've had that channel since 2010 so oh, um okay. yeah it's i've been kind of plugging in some like uh, time lapses of my vector patterns and just old tutorials I've had from the past in there. So that's where oh, you can perfect. find me. Okay. And uh, yeah. And how can you spell the YouTube channel? Because I want to go check it out. I'm going to write it down. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to put all these uh, notes in the show notes. 
All right. Yeah, it's L is Lima, A is in Alpha, Sarah, so S A R A. And then B is in Bravo, so A N D E as an Echo. So it's La Sarah Band with an E. Oh, okay. La Sarah Band. Cool. All yeah. right. Well, I will definitely put some links in the show notes to um, to your website and to your uh, social media and um, to the YouTube channel because I want to check those awesome. things out too. Thank you. Well, very cool. Well, um, yeah, I think we're we're just about out of time. Um, but if is can you offer any advice to anyone that might be starting out and and might be wanting to make wings or or you know a complicated build or um, and can you offer them any advice for, for getting started? Yeah, I know it's a lot of stuff that we covered today. And um, if I were to give advice to anybody who's just starting out, I want to say don't be afraid to try something new. Like even if you get like a new machine, like a new Cricut maker, literally don't leave it in the box. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Lots of people do that. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm 100% guilty of doing that, actually. Mine sat in the box for like three months. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, so I want to say um, just go for it and don't be afraid to um, just try it. You will mess up a lot. There's a lot of trial and error. And just keep in mind that what you don't see on social media, there's a lot of stuff that happens behind social media. So mm-hmm. um, we only want to like show all the cool stuff, but what it really takes is lots of hours of frustration, failures, mm-hmm. and uh, just don't be afraid because it's normal. And if you've encountered something, if you have encountered something, we most likely, I want to say 200% chance, we have also done the same thing too. So again, don't be afraid to just go for it. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. That's really great advice. Um, well, perfect. Well, it has been so fun talking to you, Yay. even through our technical difficulties. Um, we, covered, <laughs> we covered so much. And so uh, listeners, please go check out um, her work on all the socials and the YouTube channel and um, watch this video because it's the costumes themselves. They're, they're in the video. They're right behind her. She's, we had lots of show and tell today. Um, thank you so much for joining me. It's been so awesome. fun. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening and for watching, everybody. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>